from Swarthmore College. From Swarthmore College, this is... This is... This is... This is War News Radio. Right now, my friends can't make music, even though they share the same love that I have for music. And they have to be very careful, not go, go outside. Often they, they can't practice. They have to hide their instruments in case the house is searched. I am Yone. And I'm Sadie. And this is War News Radio. You just listened to Arsene Fahim, whose music was played at the beginning of this episode. Arsen is a 21-year-old Afghan pianist, composer, and conductor. He graduated from the Afghanistan Institute of Music in 2021 and is now studying music in the U.S. Arsen fell in love with music at an early age. In 2012, I, I had the opportunity to take some piano lessons, uh, and I quickly fell in love with it, and I've been studying music ever since. I play on uh, a classical music, so Chopin and Beethoven and that kind of stuff. But my compositions are usually inspired by social events. So uh, usually sad events that happened in the family uh, were my inspirations for my music. I have compositions for people who were killed or for bomb blasts or even for events outside of Afghanistan. For example, I uh, wrote a piece for the Black Lives Matter movement. My decision to study in the U.S. was simply because in Afghanistan we don't have a lot of uh, music, especially not Western classical music, which uh, I play and study. Uh, our school was the only school and it had only been uh, open for 10 years and now it's closed. And uh, I came to the U.S. for my university education. and. Just about two weeks after I got here, Kabul fell into the hand of the Taliban. Along with Arson, we also interviewed Ariana Delawari, an Afghan-American activist and musician who grew up in the U.S., but has stayed in touch with her roots. I grew up here in the States, and, and we did listen to, like, Ahmed Zaire, who was political with his music and stuff, but it really was more all kinds of international protest music. I just was always drawn to music that had a, a cause and a meaning and, um, and a reason. And that was part of a larger movement that just was always, I don't know if it's from being Afghan and all the activism in my home, or if it was just my kind of calling of my soul that like, that's what resonated with me, but it always was. Both Ariana and Arsen have been very outspoken about the current situation in Afghanistan. When U.S. forces fully withdrew from Afghanistan on August 30, 2021, Afghan musicians were left in a precarious position. While music is not currently banned in Afghanistan, like it was back when the Taliban last took over in 1990, radio stations have stopped playing certain songs and many musicians have hidden their instruments in fear of persecution. The Afghanistan National Institute of Music, which has been repeatedly threatened by the Taliban, was forced to close its doors in August. From the conversations that I've had with my friends, they're saying that Kabul is much more 
almost sad in a way. People don't seem as happy. They seem very afraid and worried, which is all very valid. And they say that the radios don't play music like they used to. The televisions don't play music like they used to. People can't really listen to loud music. My sister, who's still in Kabul, loves listening to music on her speakers. And uh, my family constantly has to tell her that you can't listen to music too loud because it could endanger them. Ariana also remembers when the Taliban previously took over and the music was banned. You know, no music in the mid-90s to early, two, you know, 2000, 2001, 2001 when the fall of the Taliban, um, with the fall of the Taliban. And, you know, they would, they, they would kill people if they played music. They would, they told them they would hang them in the square. I mean, the men that I, I recorded with were told that they had to hide their music, their, their instruments or dismantle them, break them, whatever, or the Taliban would either destroy the instruments or them. Ariana also recalls the renaissance of music in Afghanistan and mourns the recent loss of it. I feel like around 2011, uh, 2012 is when you started to see the emergence of a lot of music. And by, you know, a year ago, there were so many bands, so much music, so much, you know, creativity and literally within days gone, all of it. And a lot of musicians have fled the country because of that. And then the ones that are left cannot play their, cannot, you know, publicly play their instruments or, you know, that they're, they're at risk even for listening to music. Of course, they're, they can't completely stop music anymore because there's internet. And there's uh, so many ways to access music somehow. So people still listen to music secretly at home, but, uh, on in public places it's just much more difficult now most people love music and uh, uh, we have very beautiful music but we are musicians especially are also facing a lot of challenges because with so many decades of war uh, in some ways music uh, isn't the priority for some people and People are struggling to survive and just to find food. So music has definitely been victim of that. And uh, it hasn't received the uh, attention that it deserves. And especially now that the Taliban are back in power. Both Arsen and Ariana spoke about their commitment to using their music and their voices to protest the Taliban and highlight the issues that Afghan people have been facing. My hope and my focus has been on those resisting and however I can use my voice here because I have the freedom to say it, um, to denounce the Taliban, to support Afghans and their human rights, women and girls, you know, artists, anyone who needs um, our support within the country and then to, you know, support evacuees. There's tens of millions of Afghans that are going to be left behind. And so my focus shifted, just me personally, my focus shifted to protecting those who are on the ground there. 
Ariana's activism eventually led to her creating a viral poster campaign. 10 years ago that I was at a friend's house, my friend Shelby Duncan, she's a photographer and she was shooting different women. And she gave us like a pen and a paper and was like, write down a message that you want to hold up. And so I wrote down Begone Taliban. It was the name of one of my songs. And I held it up and she took this portrait. This moment turned into the Inspire Peace campaign, a social media campaign that invites people to spread words of peace and inspire Afghan youth to become leaders. Going back and forth and Emily was like, well, inspire peace. There you go. And so we just, we really wanted to add words. We wanted to find the right words to include with that message of Begone Taliban so that it's like holding a boundary and saying no to something that is violent and wrong and toxic, but holding that boundary peacefully. And I think that we can do that, you know? And so that was what that was. And so we made the poster downloadable and a lot of Afghans really responded after we did that first poster, I got a DM from someone saying, hey, it'd be great if you did a poster about something for tribal unity. So we did one called Bravery and Unity Inspire Peace. And then Bravery and Unity also resonated. And I said, well, look, let's do one more poster. Does anyone have any ideas? And my friend Kais reached out and said, how about something about love? And the first line in my film is that Afghanistan lies in the deepest part of my heart. It was about, you know, being true to this sentiment and feeling a message and just sending those waves of, of love and of, you know, to me, like saying no to the Taliban is the ultimate form of self-love. It is just as we say no to things like imperialism or colonialism, we also have to say no to, you know, this, this horrible, toxic regime that is brutalizing our people. While Ariana's activism has used various kinds of media, Arson focuses primarily on protesting through music. Because in a way, I think I'm fighting with my music. And the thing is that in any country, there are many things you can do through music. And I think that's almost our way of protesting through music, creating music. And it's not easy. It takes a lot of courage. Uh, even in 2014 or 15, one of the concerts uh, of our school was bombed and the founder of our school was injured. Arsun, though, is still very aware that his ability to make music is different from those back in Afghanistan and worries for his loved ones back home. I feel very guilty to not be with my friends and I do sometimes very powerless and it is very heartbreaking to uh, think about my friends and my family and all the things that we worked hard for. But uh, I also know that I'm very fortunate to be here right now and to be able to continue studying music and a greater amount of responsibility to continue making music, to uh, continue raising my voice and uh, trying to do whatever I can uh, through my music and to, to basically be a voice for my colleagues back home and continue making music and uh, trying to raise awareness of the situation and to uh, support my colleagues and friends and artists back home. 
But after all of this, Arsene and Ariana still have hope for the future of Afghanistan and its music. There are hundreds of more people like me who studied music in the past 20 years and who, who are, are not going to be willing to give up music. After the Taliban got, in, in, uh, got power, they killed a musician and instruments are often broken and destroyed. But we still love music and we're not going to be giving up. My hope is in the resistance on the ground. You know, my hope is in Afghans there who, like right now, the women who have been marching in the streets, um, demanding girls' education, because that that has been banned for over 50 days now, um, secondary education. So my hope is in the people there and hopefully like the international community will care enough to support them and show up for them in their resistance and in their needs and the protection of their human rights. Since speaking with Arson and Ariana, nearly 300 students, faculty, and family members of the Afghanistan National Institute of Music successfully fled to Qatar and were then flown to Portugal after reuniting. The Afghanistan National Institute of Music has been relocated to Lisbon, Portugal, and plans to reopen its doors to students from Afghanistan and other countries. We still love music and we're not going to be giving up. We're War News Radio, a project of Swarthmore College. This episode was written and produced by Yanni Bagdonskite, Sadie Smart, and Sophia Becker. You can find more reporting at warnewsradio.org. Look out for more from War News Radio wherever you get your podcasts from. And now, to conclude today's episode, here's Ariana performing. Stands alone among